0: Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have Tom Workman and AJ Kavanaugh on with me. Now this is gonna be way different than what you've seen before, because we've only had one person at a time, but there's an interesting story of why they are together. So let me just tell you a little more about them. Thomas Berkman and AJ Kavanaugh are intuitive channels, teachers, and energy healers. Together, they have decades of experience teaching, channeling, healing, and counseling for a wide range of individuals and groups. AJ learned of his psychic intuitive abilities in his childhood while growing up in Australia. At age nine, he developed a keen interest in ancient Egypt's culture and metaphysical practices which led to his meeting one of Australia's leading clairvoyants, Ishbel, who was to become his first spiritual mentor by age 12. While working in Washington, D.C., Thomas discovered his latent gifts in metaphysics and through his mentor and instructor, Sheila Cash, developed as an intuitive channel. Thomas has since earned certifications in Reiki, angel card reading, oneness blessing, and two-feather healing, and is currently completing a doctorate in theocentric psychology. Since meeting each other in 2016, Thomas and AJ discovered their unique ability to simultaneously channel a collective of non-physical beings they call the guides. A group of angels, ascended masters, native ancestors, elementals, intergalactic, and interdimensional beings who often speak with one voice from the universal mind. These divine beings share messages for the expansion and evolution of humanity and focus their teaching on helping humans achieve a more consistent state of joy in their lives. Thomas and AJ offer private and group channeling appointments, individual readings, and joy coaching sessions. And publish channeled writing from the guides through their organization, Speaking from Source. Through their channeling, speaking, and joy coaching sessions, Thomas and AJ break through blockages and restrictive beliefs to ground, center, and connect those they work with to a life of transformative joy. All capitals, joy. We're going to talk about that. For more information about Thomas and AJ and the guides or to book your own session with the guides, go to www.speakingfromsource.com. Well, welcome, Tom and AJ. So good to have you here.
1: Great to, Great to be here. It is great to be here. It's a lot to take in that introduction, for sure. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think I we're do some unpacking here.
0: <laughs> There's a lot, a lot to talk about. So, okay, so. We're going to, so your bio gave a little background as to how you both got into it, which maybe we'll touch on in more detail in a moment. But first, what I really want you guys to talk about is the story of how you actually came together, how you met and how you started channeling together. Because that I've never seen anyone like channel together in that sense.
2: We haven't either. It's really, (laughs) it's really unique and it. It's rather organic, Ken. Huh? Most doing definitely.
1: It? Yeah, Until yeah, yeah. It's, um, well, I'm very grateful to have Tom uh, to, to, to do this work with. You know, I know both of us um have shared uh, a, a rich history, each in our own way of pursuing our spiritual path through various modalities, various teachers and various environments, and also various experiences, life lessons that we've collected along the way that have honed our skills and opened us to Uh, new adventures. Uh, Myself in particular, uh, I was, uh, you know, always very intuitive. I did a lot of mediumship work and Tom as well was very intuitive and uh, did uh, Reiki and angel card readings. So we're always connected to source in one form or another. And each in our own way, we had been pursuing this idea of opening up to channel. Um, You know, there's a number of famous uh, channels out there, famous published works out there. Um, In the 70s, there was Seth Speaks, and then there was Bashar and Abraham, all these wonderful people that were speaking from source. And yet, you know, there was this drive within us to to have something new come in and and speak through us.
2: But I don't think we ever planned to do this. It sort of happened quite naturally. So we uh, have a romantic relationship. We're husbands now. And so when we moved in together, you know, we both were sort of like our normal practices, what life is like is includes meditation Mm. and includes channeling practice and those sorts of things. And so we agreed to do that together and do it once a week, every week, that Sunday nights would be our our time to first just meditate. And from the meditation came naturally uh, times of channeling. I was usually channeling a group that I called the grandfathers. They were native ancestors. I could feel the fire. I could hear the drums. I could, okay. And the grandfathers would speak on a variety of things. And AJ, on his own, was channeling the beings, mm-hmm. um, intergalactic beings. And so we started to let that just be part of our practice. I would channel, and when I was done, AJ would channel.
1: And it was very interesting, too, to hear the perspective. You know, when, when Tom was channeling the native elders, you could really feel it in sense it. You could hear it in the timbre of his voice and in the way he was moving. You know, it was like uh, I, I could see them dancing around the fire and I could hear the beating of the drum. And, you know, when the extraterrestrials would speak through me, you know, they, they came with an immense unconditional Logic. love... But also this sort of, you know, Dr. Spock, you know, no sense of humor or logic that came with it. Because, you know, from their perspective, it just, it, it is. They're talking about what is, you know?
2: So one day while we were channeling, for some reason, I channeled the beings. And AJ channeled the grandfathers. And we were kind of surprised. And we we're sort of like, wow, what's that going on? And we even asked them both. You know, what is the relationship? And of course the grandfathers were like, that's our family, that's our ancestor. What are you talking about?
1: They're like, you know, we know each other. <laughs> we're <laughs> all
2: connected. You know we're all connected. And in fact, they kind of both hinted that there's a whole lot more connected. And so as we continued our chilling practice, we just allowed that to be. We just kind of came in and really joined together in our meditation and allowed whatever came out, came out. And one of the unique things that happened that we'd never experienced before is is one of us would be channeling but could feel, we both could feel the energy move from one of us to the other. Mm. We and just so- knew it was time to stop and it was time for the other person to pick up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so- participants that were alive with us as well. It was really amazing to experience those types of moments. And then we found that you know, as we were experiencing the energy cross from one to the other as we were holding space for each other in the channeling sessions, we became aware that we were cognizant of what was going on in each other's presence, in each other's mind. And that's when the real magic started to happen.
2: Yeah, so in other words, and this still happens today, Um, A.J. will be speaking and I'll know exactly what he's about to say or uh, someone will ask a question and I'll have the answer in my head, but he'll be speaking the same words and vice versa. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: so really sort of trusting this idea of a universal mind. And I, I don't think there's anything particularly special about that. I think we all have that ability. We're all tapping into when we channel one universal mind um it's been interesting to watch how this has emerged and how many entities now that the larger guides this larger collective which includes the grandfathers and the beings by the way but then also includes a variety of other entities who also come in and utilize that as a way to share the one universal message around um the the, the universal mind and what we like to say, and I think it's important to say, because there are many, many, many channels, and the way the guides have explained it to us is that um, everyone has a, a, a voice that they respond to best, a style they respond to best. So some people can hear Bashar, and some people will hear Abraham and, and just get it from the way uh, Esther Hicks expresses Abraham. And other people will get it by hearing how Paul Selig expresses his guides, right? And the truth is there's one universal mind, but there are so many flavors. The the guide said to our group the other day, we did a live group the other day, and they said, there's one universal mind, but we all wear different shoes. I love that.
0: (laughs) that. And so I guess when they're expressing themselves through you because you do have so many different kinds of entities there really are i mean it's all one thing but they're expressing themselves differently mm. number one energetically do you feel the difference in who's mm. coming through we you do. like mental versus a galactic first mm-hmm. and That's- like what's their voice like why why do they need to come through differently Mm -hmm. well that's a
1: really great question and it's really interesting you know when you look at source if you imagine source as a beautiful diamond uh, a beautiful diamond has many different facets it's one entity but it has many different facets and so when we speak of the collective guides as we know them the um the elemental spirits the ascended masters your guides and loved ones, the grandfathers, the extraterrestrial beings, they are all on this diamond as are we. We're all aspects of source ourselves and they're all expressing their unique perspective, their unique facet, their unique positioning, their unique viewpoint from their perspective so that we can gain a larger impression of the whole. I don't know if you know if you've heard that old um, elephant joke where there were five people blindfolded and they they're asked to describe what they're what they're holding or what they're seeing in front of them. And one, one of them says, I just got this big, immovable mass in front of me. And another one says, that's really strange. I just got this long stringy thing in front of me, you know. And another one says, Well, I've got this big round thing in front of me, I can put my arms around it, you know. And what they're describing when you put it all together is the elephant. But because they've all got their limited perspective, so to speak. Um, their viewpoints are quite different. And that's what makes this so rich and so unique because it gives us a really fuller perspective of our place, of our aspect of the facet of source that we come from. And so, you know, as the guides often say to us in, in our conversations, as we call them, that they get as much from the experience in session as what we and the participants do. So it's a really loving sharing that goes on. But you know, it's
2: interesting because sometimes, and I think the answer is expression. Mm -hmm. Whatever needs to be expressed, there are times when things are expressed in a very universal voice. It's really not distinguishable. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are things that are expressed with specific personalities because we'll hear it better, right? There are times the grandfathers come through because their humor is... (laughs) great and really needed for certain messages and other times he ascended masters who usually really mean business mm-hmm. much more uh business you know get down to it let's just share the wisdom um and, and and so sometimes those different expressions are necessary i'd say that there are plenty of times though that we really speak from the diamond as opposed to the facet and uh, when we reflect on it, when we look back from a recording of it, we can sort of see why that choice was made versus another choice. It's all about, in fact, they kind of joke and say, whatever you need, whatever you need to get it, is way we'll give, the way Source will always provide for you is based upon whatever you need. If you need it softly, will be soft. If you need it from an angel, We'll, we'll let you hear it from an angel. If you need to hear it from something else, from an extraterrestrial, that's how you'll hear it. You know, that, that's how much source adores
1: us. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, though, to your point as well. You know, when we look at um, a number of the questions we get, we often get, who exactly are you channeling? And, you know, we, we they, they call themselves the guides for a very good reason. and They describe themselves as a collective for a very good reason. And that's because I really want humanity to push through this idea of um, the celebrity or the individual. Ego. (laughs) Ego, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't wanna sit here and say, I'm so important because I'm channeling Napoleon and I'm the only one who channels Napoleon. You know, um, this really is coming into a collective consciousness, a collective oneness, a moving through of um, personality Uh, to the authentic self, to authenticity, to the actual messages that come directly from source of which we are a part of.
2: So the guides have told us we're going to see a whole lot less of this sort of celebrity entity, right, and celebrity channels, A, because we all have this ability and our abilities are all blooming, Mm. right? And so this idea that you have to get 2 million people to sit in an auditorium because only one person can do this, those those days are gone. But more importantly, the true message, the true evolution that we're moving towards is oneness. Mm -hmm. We can't have oneness when you have individual personalities. These two things do not correlate. So when we ask them their names, and they have every now and then shared a name. They've, you know, when a certain specific entities come through and the name is for whatever reason important, they've shared it um but for the most part they have said to us who cares <laughs> we don't care right we are we are reflections of the light mm. we are part of source we are a facets of this diamond and we're part of a universal mind and frankly if we could get you all to think like that you'd be a whole lot better off <laughs>
0: Well, and that's why, I mean, I love having you on. And that's part of what I'm trying, I'm getting the word out about that. And I just got through writing my book and I'm creating a new deck that has that theme in it. And the more that I can bring people into my world that share that unity consciousness, Mm -hmm. um, the more we're building this tribe of light that can just really expand people.
2: And it's scary. It's scary for people to think, oh, does my personality go away? Does my identity go away? We had someone ask us the other day, so are we just one big collective that um, loses all personality? And remember that the, what they share with us is the facets of a diamond. Your facet gleams so specifically and yeah. so uniquely. In fact, they always say that the guides have said since the beginning, that each one of us was created to complete an aspect of the universe that didn't exist before our creation. In other words, each one of us is a unique idea that the universe needed to complete itself. And so hard to not feel pretty special at that point. but what we use is something that is so much more artificial than that in our identities and in our celebrity and in all of those things. You can feel the difference in vibration when you understand that you're a unique idea in the universe versus you're famous. Right,
1: right, right. <laughs> you know, your intent, you know, your creation was intended. Um, And you are a unique and important part of source creation, of the expansion of consciousness itself. And that, you know, when you start to really let that sink in, it really changes your perspective about so many things. And, you know, we've got this bubbling up of consciousness that's occurring around the planet right now with people not always um, able to recognize what's going on or to handle what's going on. You know, empaths are having a really tough time of it. Right now, because they're just taking too much of it in, it's too much for them. But what's interesting about the guides is that they're providing the the tools and the pathway, as it were, to really help you move you forward in understanding who you are, what your role is, and the type of practices you can employ to really, um, you know, expand this nature of the human being and what we're doing on the planet.
2: That's why the capital is wide joy.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I would love for you to expand, if you could, on what the guides do say about number one, what's going on in the world right now, because we have so much and so many different facets of, you know, whether it's the, the virus or it's the war or it's the guns. I mean, just so it's women's rights, you know, it, like people's rights. So what do the guides have to say about all that we are experiencing in our 3D Earth reality?
2: Well, one thing things that's important to remember, and again, I think we've got to go back to joy to make sense of that, because joy is the antidote. Uh, joy, uh, the guides describe, is a state of being. It's the highest vibrational level we can reach as humans right now, right? Our vibrational frequency. And, of course, we can go from very low to very high. And the highest is joy. And when we're at that frequency, we can address many, many things that are happening in the environment around us. The environment around us is in transmutation. It's in transformation, it's changing, it's evolving. In fact, this is one of the greatest shifts of evolution that we have seen for centuries, quite honestly. Um, It has been predicted, it has been discussed in in sacred texts for forever. It is, you can see it in astrology, you can see it in numerology. You know, I'd love to say it was just the guide's opinion, but it sure seemed pretty consistent with everything else. We are in a process of change. And in my mind, I think in both of our minds, thank goodness.
1: Mm. Well, you know, the guides are constantly saying, what an exciting time. What an exciting time for you. And it's really interesting as we sort of frame our own narrative and we think, oh, my God, the, the world is falling apart. And, you know, there's so much chaos and, and randomness. And I'm just, you know, um, a, a feather in the wind, so to speak, Um But, you know, the guides, when we ask them, they say, well, you know, we actually see you and we see things on your planet a lot differently than what you see them. And, you know, they see all of the joy that is created from our human existence, all of the connections that we make in the relationships that we have with one another, all of the new births that are occurring on the planet um, all of the celebrations that we go out of our way to achieve, no matter what you know, the, our backgrounds or where we are in the world, we always find a way to, um, to celebrate or to mark special occasions. And so you know, they see our light much more than you know, any of the other things that are going on in the planet. And I think that alone is, is quite remarkable.
2: That perspective is so critical and it's part of that pathway to joy. The perspective that, and and it exists everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's in every cycle of nature that there's always an ending before beginning. There's always a resolution before something new emerges. Sometimes that's very dramatic and very violent even, right? So we, we see very violent transitions sometimes. But the one thing that is always constant and the guides remind us regularly is that an ending always leads to a beginning. That the dark night of the soul always comes to a dawn, Um, always. And so uh, in fact, they've been so emphatic about that that they, they say, your focus on the destruction, your focus on the things that you feel are going wrong is keeping you from seeing the transition and the new that is emerging, even in our lives, right? So we lose our jobs and we get all caught up in the loss of our jobs and what was wrong with me and what was wrong with them and you know, who do I sue and who do I blame and all of that stuff? And the guides are like, no, 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 We just created space for a whole new job. What are you talking really? about? <laughs> we just we just opened you up for this wonderful new opportunity that you have been dreaming about. And by the way, asking about for quite some time. So it's a matter of focus, right? I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Again, the message is, is not even that unique. It's in tarot right? It's part of tarot. It's part of of astrology. It's part of everything that we go through these cycles. And the guides are saying, it's quite a cycle right now, right? So hang on to your hats. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that's getting transitioned, and there's a depth of transition that's happening now. But moving from separation to oneness, that's going to take some doing. So I, I think we've only... We know we're not done. The guides have been very clear. This is not over yet. And it won't become over per se until more and more of us are able to step through. This is why joy is so important. I think this is why they've asked us to teach about joy or why they're teaching us about joy and how people can experience it because it is the antidote that that as you learn to appreciate, as you learn to raise your vibration into a state of joy you're able to overcome so much of that. You're able to sort of step past that and uh, keep it from being devastating for you. They, mm. they say often, uh, you're not broken. You're never broken. You know, that's, that's your perception, but it's inaccurate. And so they also say the world is not broken. In fact, it's going through a beautiful phase of development and coming out the other end.
0: Mm. So regarding joy, um, I know, so you guys, you know, coach on joy and speak about joy. So are there certain practices or methods that you could give just a little touch on for our audience, like how to bring that joy into your life?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I think it's also important to clarify that this isn't our Regular understanding of how we perceive joy. You know, when I give you a present and you go, oh, that's wonderful. It's just what I wanted. And then it's a fleeting experience and and then it's past. This is um, aligning your vibration to the, the element and the vibration of joy. And the reason why this is important is because the guides see that there is more for us. There is higher frequencies and more development for us to achieve beyond joy. And seeing, uh, you know, being in the, in, in the vibration of joy really changes your, um, your picture and your ability to be cause over your circumstance. Mm. Um, and so it really puts you in, in a powerful position. You know, when you look at someone who's in joy, we often say they don't have a care in the world, right? Yeah. And, it's, and, and, and the world around them could be, you know, quite upsetting. But they just enjoy at that moment because that's all they're concerned about, and that's all they're attracting. And so, yeah, there are a number of practices uh, that we have um, that w- the guides also teach with regard to joy.
2: The first, surprisingly, though, has to do with understanding ourselves, mm. and they talk about this often: is that we we have a we we easily get off track. They call these premises, by the way. They talk a lot. The guides talk a lot about, and this is what we do in Enjoy Coaching Session. We help people get to what their premises are and where they're leading them into stories. Premises lead to stories, right? So the premise may be I'm always unlucky. And the story that I tell is about the many times that my lack of luck shows up. Right. And so I tell that story and I live that story, and that story becomes self completing. And so part of this is going back and saying, uh, what do you understand about yourself, about who you are, how you were created, and who you are in relation to the rest of the universe? Because it's impossible to understand who I am without understanding what all creation is. Yeah. Right. If I'm part of universal energy, I'm connected to all things. And that identity, that awareness of myself takes me in an entirely different path. It helps me take responsibility without guilt and shame. It helps me recognize when I have created my circumstances through the stories that I tell. And the beliefs that I hold.
0: That in itself um, can be a hard pill for
1: some people to swallow.
2: Yes. It is it is <laughs> <It's> very hard. <laughs> we know, love our
1: stories. <laughs> yeah, we, we, don't we hold on to them, right? Yes. You know, but it's amazing the transformation that does happen in those sessions. Yes. Um you know, it really it really is quite fascinating.
2: So so this this unpeeling, if you will, yeah. uh, recognizing what <laughs> is the what is the story I'm telling myself about myself? What is the story I'm telling myself about my circumstances? And, um, and, and how might I tell something different? How can I check that that's true? How can I sort of re- regain that? And the answer is, of course, alignment with source. When, you, when you're looking from the eyes of source, when you're aligned. So we have this amazing tool of our ability to be connected to the source of all that is, mm-hmm. to be connected to universal consciousness. Use whatever your word you want to use, right? Some people like to talk about it religiously, from like God. Others like to talk about it as universal yeah. consciousness. In other words, it's suggesting that there's a wholeness that I'm a part of and that I'm critical to. And when I look through that perspective, things look very, very different. You know, but that's that's challenging some really deep beliefs that sort of say the universe is not punishing me because the universe doesn't punish,
1: mm. and no one's out to fight you or to work against you or to judge you. You know, there's no judgment, there's no right or wrong. There just is.
2: So I right. often say to people, individually and collectively, uh, everything is for your greatest and highest good. Everything. So you lost that job, that person walked out of relationship with you, you got cancer, and everything is based on your greatest and highest good. Now, again, when we think universally, we understand that this incarnation is this much of the story. (laughs) It's just a piece of the story, and our souls are on this much more vast eternal journeys. Yeah. The development of that soul is really, so even getting that perspective straight, right? But being able to see, for example, a circumstance through an aligned view with source says, how does source view that? Oh, source sees that as an ending that leads to a beginning. Oh, source sees that as an opportunity for me to achieve my greatest and highest good, but has to get something out of the way. The floor sometimes has to drop. And what a violent thing to happen in our lives, happens every day, right? That sometimes for each of us, the floor just drops, but there's always a floor underneath. Yeah. Always a floor, and keeping that perspective. So that second piece, not just knowing ourselves in the universe, but really trying to get our perspectives aligned, starting to really dig into, how might I view all of this differently? And part of that then, a third practice that, that they always advocate is a practice of appreciation. Yeah. ability to constantly look for, so they play this game. They like to they like to tell people to play this game. I've played this game for many years because of, of this advice from them. And that is to start every day by determining, I'm going to find as many things that I can appreciate as possible today. I'm gonna to find as many things as I can and set myself up for finding things that I appreciate.
1: It's really interesting too, you know, sometimes the guides often will tell us, you know, why do you think you're on Earth with this miraculous planet, this beautiful biodiversity? You know, you're absolutely surrounded by joy. You know, just when you go out into a park and you see the wind rustle through the trees, Um, or you go out and you see that first snowfall, or you go out and you see that beautiful sunshine. There's just joy all around us. Even, you know, the reason why we have our pets and animals is because they bring us this joy. They reinforce back to us this joy. And it really is interesting, you know, when we we think to ourselves, well, how can we find joy? How can we align with joy? And yet we're we're in the ocean of joy. You know, we're surrounded by it all the time. It's just developing those practices to appreciate and to give gratitude. And
2: appreciation is just consciousness, right? Really what they're saying is, because sometimes I think we, we think appreciation is work. I've got to be thankful. You know, and it kind of feels like drudgery. And that's not what they're sitting there saying. No, no, just look at the things that are beautiful around you that are naturally beautiful. Right, I, I at one point in time had a loved one who was going through a really horrific medical situation were really quite worried, very touch and go for a while. And I remember just being so consumed by trying to manage everything and worry about them and take care of them and back and forth to the hospital and all of it and just not knowing you know, what was gonna happen any minute. And I remember stepping outside and the first thought that hit me, I know from source was, oh, what a beautiful day it is today, mm-hmm. wow. Great. It feels great out here. Just those little opportunities to notice something of beauty, something that makes us feel good. You know, it could be our cat running up against our leg. It could be the dog jumping on our lap. It could be really anything. But to make it a practice to notice those things.
0: Yeah. Rather
2: than to focus our attention on those things that, that don't cause us joy, that focus us in, in low vibration, negative emotion, those two things are always connected. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if we spend all of our time finding attention, and you know how we love to sort of build our case, right? Yeah. nothing to, no to really suck for me, <laughs> let me tell you. Right. Let me tell you all the things that suck in my life today. And And rather than doing that, they have an opposite practice. Let me find ten things that just felt good today, and then at the end of the day, it's the second part of the game, is that as I'm lying in my bed, that I take a moment and I recount what were those things that I found today, and I just account for every one of them. And uh, what a wonderful way to go into sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's interesting too, you know, when you look at the practices involved. Um, choice making is a big element of that and looking at the choices that we make and one of the beautiful things that the guides always uh, say to us over and over again if you don't like your circumstance if you don't like where your life is at right now you know you have the ability to choose and you have the ability to choose and the ability to choose and the ability to choose and to choose again and that's a really wonderful uh, thing to have in your back pocket because the guides often will say, you know, we think that in terms of spiritual development or our expansion that we have to go through hardship or we have to grow through sacrifice or we have to learn our lessons the tough way or, you know, the floor has to drop before the new floor is revealed, which is very true. I mean, we've all experienced that. But the guides also delightfully say that, you know, um, the lessons we learn through joy are equally as valid, as important as the lessons we might learn through hardship, denial, or suffering. And so which would you rather choose? And so therein is the lesson, you know, to be mindful to make better choices.
2: The ultimate choice. Will I focus on the negative or will I focus on the positive, the light or the dark? Yeah. Right? Knowing that these two things are intricately linked, I can't appreciate one without the other. And so rather than constantly fighting and trying to resist this floor dropping out or whatever the circumstance is, COVID or wars in other countries or bad politics or whatever is going on that's causing me anxiety, that I can recognize there's something that that's giving me. There's a gift that's being provided for me and that I'm sure going to go find it. I'm going to look for it and sources, no problem helping you find it. Your guides are constantly trying to remind you and show you. In fact, I, I think our, the way they've shown us uh, guides, the way guides work in our lives is that they are constantly sort of going to look there, look there, look at that, look at that, look at that,
0: look at that, look at that, look at that, yeah,
2: and trying to show us choices and opportunities to get there. You have to sort of, again, release this idea that you're broken that you need to be fixed, that there's something wrong with you, and that you're worthy of punishment or that really you're unworthy.
1: Or that you don't have the power or ability within you for that transformational change. You know, um, one of the things that came to me in my uh, early spiritual practices, and we certainly understand that, you know, people are going through a lot right now. They're dealing with an awful lot of things and that's not to be minimized. I mean, we really feel, we really feel that, um, but the guides have also said that, you know, you're not placed in a circumstance for which you were designed to fail. You're actually placed in a circumstance where you're designed to expand and to grow and to succeed and to be stronger than you've ever been before. Um, and the reason you have your circumstance is because you're able to handle that. And just that idea alone is, is transformative.
2: But remember, that's an eternal journey. You know, we sometimes again think, well, that wasn't true for me here. The yeah. cancer got me, yeah. or can't got my loved one, or I lost my house and never regained. I was homeless, right? Or I didn't see it resolved. We kind of think of this as a fairy tale story, and that's that's not what they're saying to you. They're saying very simply, the universe can only create and expand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: it's so important for you to understand the universe when you understand yourself is because you recognize that your guilt or your shame or your belief that something is out to get you is actually not consistent with the way the universe works. The universe never punishes. In fact, a phrase we've used for years is the universe never says no. Now, sometimes that's not a great thing. Right. Yeah, (laughs) We
1: know plenty of people in circumstances. Careful
2: what you wish for. Because, you know, if you spend a lot of time thinking about, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick. The
1: universe never says no.
2: It's not going to judge you. Okay, I guess you want to be sick. Here we go.
1: (laughs) That's what you're focusing on. That's what you're attracting.
2: (laughs) And it's just the adjustment of your own vibration that's doing it right? I mean, it's really just something that simple. You just imagine law of attraction is a real thing. Mm, It really does exist. In fact, we can kind of make more out of it than we need to. It's just just the way it works. So uh, our thinking uh, uh, much more about, wait a minute, wait a minute, the universe doesn't work that way. What a wonderful thing. And notice that that's sometimes very different than the way we were taught in our spiritual teaching. Uh, I've heard very spiritual not just religious but spiritual people sort of talk as if the universe was punishing them Mm. and everything the guides have told us is that that's just not true it's and if you look at the nature of the universe right we know one thing the universe is expanding it's never imploded it only keeps growing science knows that right we've seen it that the, the the universe only expands and and so that's our clue there's only expansion. Now, again, expansion sometimes is very
0: uncomfortable. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. uncomfortable. Well, we see
1: it in ourselves, too. I mean, our, our uh, time here on Earth is referred to as growth. And we have our own periods that we go through which can be awkward or uncomfortable or painful that we all experience as well. But we also have those elements of joy and say, look what I can do now. Look who I can be now look what I can experience now. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and I think it's, I mean, what you said a little bit earlier about, you know, we all have choices, we all get to make a new choice. And just even one small little choice that you make can lead you in a whole new, beautiful direction. And so I'm a really good example of continuously making choices, because I am, I made a choice to now be in my fourth career doing this. I made a choice to be with my third husband. I made a choice to live in Hawaii instead of rainy Washington State. So. Yes.
1: But what's interesting in your choices is see how they were all aligned to your personal joy. Isn't that fascinating? And see how that builds momentum. The more choices you make when you're aligned to the very core, the very being of who you are, which is joy. The more you're aligned and making those choices in that respect, the more you expand, the more that comes to you, the more that you want to make those choices in joy. Now, here's and, the
2: challenge yeah, the challenge is to look back on the old choices that you've made that seem so different than your current choices yeah. and to say, I made a mistake. then," because you couldn't have made the most recent choice that you've made without those other choices.
0: That's a very good. Point, very good point because i think a lot of people do that to themselves like well i should have done this and i like should have would have could have and i wish i
2: had met aj 30 <laughs> years before and that we started doing this work not when i'm 60 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i sure wish that were the case well, yeah. but you know what couldn't have we both have said it many times couldn't have done it 20 years ago Well the experiences we had 20 years ago to lead us to today.
1: And what's interesting, though, is that the message is really timely right now because, you know, we are coming into our ascension, as it were, our development as humans, as it were. Um, And so, you know, when we talk about joy and we talk about decisions, it's all nice to say, well, you know, that that brings you momentary happiness and that's very self-evident. But what we're talking about is literally aligning and transforming your vibration to everyday joy because it's from that perspective that miracles happen. It's from that perspective that life will change. It's from that perspective that you'll get these amazing new insights about where you fit in and your role and your um, understanding of how you relate to others, which is really critical at this time
0: yeah it is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. okay so let's just um because you you have you both started channeling in different ways and one thing i do want to touch on because some of my audience they actually do channel or they like me they're i i just started taking a class to develop that ability a little more and you know i know that i, I do already channel have my whole life mm-hmm. and Differently for different people. So,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: On your experiences with that.
1: Well, sorry. <laughs> I think it's really interesting because one of the things that that Tom mentioned uh, to me, which I really wasn't aware of, was that in much of my normal practices, I had been channeling, and I've been channeling for a, a lot of 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 my time in my life. You know, there was a time. Where um, I was living in a city, and I didn't have a car, and I'd use a subway, uh, you know, to get from my home and to work and, and everywhere else. And uh, between the subway and my home was it was a lovely park, and I used to love to walk through that park at all hours of the day and night. And I would take that time to have what I would call this conversation with spirit. And I would say, hey, you know, I had a really rough day today. What was the story behind that? Or you know, this happened in the world today. You know, give me some greater insight on that. And I always, you know, thought it was my intuition mirroring back to me because I would get the answers back and I would say the questions out loud because I was alone in a park and I would get the answers out loud and I would just let myself speak. And Tom said, you know, you are channeling. This is what you are doing. And it's interesting as I've led uh, spiritual groups and as I've been doing, you know, various things in that regard, it's been channeling and I've observed the same in Tom.
2: I've channeled lectures that had nothing to do with spirit, right? So for many years, my career is in um, health policy. And so I do a lot of patient and family engagement work uh, for patient safety. And I've done a lot of substance abuse prevention work environmentally. And so I've spoken at conferences forever, and I've walked off the stage many times going, well, I don't know who that was, but thank goodness it was articulate. Yeah. Because, and people would, you know, say, Oh, that was great, and want to invite me back. And I just kind of thought, you know, so it was interesting that that Spirit will use anything for us, right? My, my beloved mentor, Sheila Cash, used to say to us, every time we would say well i think it's just my imagination i think i'm just imagining this she would say and what is imagination what do you think imagination is a little voice in your head a little picture in your head sounds a lot like channeling to me right and so for for me it was i did i did something not in a park <laughs> i did it in the privacy of my own home i go out in my patio every night and i would Find myself giving these elaborate monologues, and uh, again had to sort of figure no, out.
0: No audience, just to yourself. No, no,
2: squirrels, squirrels <laughs> benefiting. I hope I, I don't know, but um, yeah, just to, just to myself. And again, all of that is important, I think, to our development. There's something in that that we have to learn, and is allowing the freedom to simply let spirit flow through you. And by the way, you experience that all the time. When you're in a chipper mood and just a song comes to your heart and you just feel that and it feels great, same sort of thing. But again, this allowing a flow through which is also how best to handle our emotions right that we just allow things to flow through we open ourselves up but that means that we have to sort of separate from ego not worry about performance allow ourselves just to it through and that was hard for me when i started i was in a channeling circle and in fact i was invited into the channeling so i was part of a psychic development group that i kind of felt like yeah i think i have some abilities there But then they invited me to a channeling group, and I'm like, okay, let's see how this goes. And, you know, I really would flinch, I would kick, I would do all kinds of things. And finally, a facilitator stopped and said, okay, I know, entity, whoever you are, you're trying so hard, and he's resisting so much. Keep at it, he'll get it, he'll get there. And sure enough, out came this uh out came this entity and it was just my releasing and letting go and allowing for that same flow that i felt comfortably in my back patio right when i was by myself and the difference is that audience the differences and so we really the more that we sort of focus and i think this is why those other practices i i say this a lot because i really believe it there's talents there's gifts right that have and then there's mastery yeah. and these two things are different and so sometimes we just rely on our gifts i'm not sure that's always enough for us i have met some amazing people who've used their psychic or their mediumship or their channeling gifts but they've honed them they've developed a protocol as i call it they sort of know how to get themselves pull away from all the other stuff that's in their head, how to sort of separate a little bit from ego and identity and performance and all that other sort of stuff. They know when they're aligned and they can feel when they're aligned. They've sort of set up those circumstances and situations that'll enable that to happen. And I know both AJ and I really had to learn how to do that. Um, we, we have a over-elaborate process. The guides have actually said to us, enough, boys, enough. <laughs> you know, know, don't need to light another candle, don't need to ring another gong, you know, we're right here. Let's go.
1: (laughs) But that does come through regular practices and regular alignments. You know, there's that old story of, you know, someone trying to, uh, a medium trying to contact the other side and they say, you know, is anybody out there, you know, and and you don't want anybody, you know, if if you want... You know a doctor to deal with you you don't want any kind of doctor to deal with you want a specialist you want an expert in his field you know and it's the same with with us and the guides you know we have worked in establishing our um processes and our protocols to attract the truest and the highest and the best and that's why we have this this high vibration speaking from source as we call it um that, that works You know, across
2: and the relationship with these guides, this collective, is something we work on, Mm. right? So we have a dedicated room. That's where we're broadcasting from. That we call our temple. It's a it's a separate room in our in our home, that is only used for our our spiritual work. It's only. the channeling, it's only used for meditation. It's only used for those sorts of things. It's got an altar on one side. It's got all kinds of crystals and artifacts and whatnot. And again, do you have to go get a room? No, <laughs> that's not at all. But part of our protocol was we want a separate place where the energies stay high. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, the, that, that is easier, it's just easier when we're here to connect with those energies because the vibration is already kept so high in the room, right? And so finding your space and creating your space is important because you're either gonna make it harder for you, I mean, imagine trying to channel while you're in the middle of a traffic jam. It's just Mm -hmm. not gonna work well. And dangerous, by the way. Yeah,
1: it is. I mean, but people do do that, as we know. (laughs) But, I mean that's because they've established that protocol they've established that space and they've they've secured that space as it were so you know it really is important to develop um, your your practices and your, and your protocols
2: and especially if you're an empath right now it's especially important that that you're really thinking through your protocols that you're finding where you're going to protect yourself that you're able to if for many empaths simply learn how to say not mine mm-hmm. and how let go of and let flow through and separate and set yourself to make sure you're not set up in circumstances that are going to be harder for you. Yeah. To do that, right. That you, that there are ways that you can sort of, again, to establish a protocol to, to, uh, to make that a little bit easier. So, uh, we're big fans of that and think it's worth the investment. And it has been for us. Worth the investment to sort of, now it's much faster. It's much easier. We can feel the guides. So we know when they're around.
0: Yeah. So I do have a question regarding when they first came into you. So you um, had the grandfathers, and AJ, you had more of the galactic ETs. Mm-hmm. So did the Did they choose you, or did you choose them?
1: Well, that's a really good. That's a really good question. You know, and I think once again, you know, when we look at all of our relationships, whether it be. You know, uh, people that say, you know, my mum passed away 12 years ago, and I always feel my mum really close. Or I've always had an affinity with, um, you know, Archangel Michael. Or you know, I'm 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 simply close to God. You know, these are all of the relationships, these are all of the way source and spirit works through you. And so, you know, um, some people are terrified of the prospect of aliens and extraterrestrial life and they're obsessed about, you know, um, being abducted or being taken over and, and yet others have a, a natural affinity to say, hey, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they're just part of the galactic family, they're just part of consciousness, they're sentient loving beings um and that's the way i felt with them and, and i had had um you know experiences with them when you know since i was young and so that was part of my developing my own protocol and my own understanding to interact with them and that's the relationship you know i had um and i feel the same with tom i
2: worked on a film uh i was helping revise a, a script for a film that took place in blackfoot nation and had to spend a great deal of time and absolutely fell in love this is a good 40 years ago fell in love with native americans with the culture with the and fell in love very specifically with the medicine men and medicine women and fell in love very specifically with the chiefs and um and felt this affinity the answer to your question is yes Right, the oh. to your question is really, yes, it is uh, an affinity that we may have over lifetimes, mm. right? There's something that says, I've been on your planet. Yeah. I know I've spent a lifetime there, or I know I have been part of one of these tribes. I know these ways more than I should, or yeah. I feel an affinity to them more than I should. So I think all of that is connected. I think, and on top of that, remembering universe will give you whatever you need whatever avatar is critical for you it's one universal mind but if you respond best because you've always been around angels you've always believed certain things about angels then of course you're you're experiencing an archangel only because you know them they have names you don't know the legions of angels Though we have them presented to us all the time by other names, but they're just sort of like, yeah, we're the lesser
1: famous. (laughs) But what was interesting too, you know, when we had that experience of, you know, Tom channeling the extraterrestrials and myself channeling the grandfathers, it really was um, revelatory because in that moment was the understanding that we're all here for you, Source is here for you, and it really doesn't matter. And that, and, and that you're capable of tuning in and directing your energy and your thoughts and your alignment wherever you choose to. You know, um, it's really interesting when I I, I think back of what uh, Carl Sagan said. You know, we're all made of star stuff, and you know that really comes to, to to light when you think of that. You know, you know you can you can have your your animal, your cat as your guide. You know, it's 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 there are many ways. Spirit brings its messages to us.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I've got, I have my Galactics, of course, which I've I've always had out of I see your friends back there. (laughs) I mean, and the group that, like, most resonates for me, um, and I know I'm living a parallel life there, is
1: my Arcturians. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. You know, it's interesting because we, you know, I would say that's wonderful and develop that, but don't, Limit yourself because they're all there. So, you know, I, I, and that's why we love the guides and that's why they present as a collective. Because, you know, if there's a nature spirit that really needs to talk to you, an elemental, or if your, if you're, you know, loved one on the other side really needs to put a message through to you, you know, and you say, no, I only deal with the Arcturians, mm-hmm. as wonderful <laughs> as, as they are you know, um, you're, you're, you're missing out on one of those facets of the diamond, you know? Because
2: they're it to you, however yeah. you're best going to hear it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I have a lot of spirit animals because, you know, I'm a former marine biologist, zoologist, and, and like animals communicate with me. I love it. And and then of course the elementals and the ascended masters and all, yeah. all of it. So
1: I love. It's exciting to think about all of that and to connect with all that and, you know, yeah. I only return to what the guides keep telling us is what an exciting time for you. What an exciting time for you. And, you know, it really is, you know, when you, when you think about joy and you think about potential and you think about choices and you think about what's possible right now, it really is an exciting time. And, and when we say try it, we say put it to the test.
0: Well, and so what you said earlier, basically it's just a reframing of how you're viewing reality around you. And we, it is a choice and we get to choose how we see our reality and how we experience it.
1: Yeah, I know. And you do that often enough. And then you realize you're the master, you're the master and creator of your reality and you can dream wonderful dreams.
0: Yes. Well, we are just about out of time. I'm going to make a couple of announcements and then I'm going to have you all share um, how people can work with you and find you. So um, for those that, But for those of you that are interested in coming to Hawaii to the big Island in October, I have my four day galactic retreat where we are going to be, it's not just the galactic energies because the methods that I'm going to be teaching you and you're going to be working with, you can connect with any of these higher dimensional beings, whether it's the angels, the fairies, you know, like Pure source, whatever it is. So, you know, I call it Galactic because that's where I'm most attuned at the moment. However, it's open to all of those aspects. So that's October 13th to the 16th. I also have my Sacred Soul Kona Retreat, April 23rd to the 29th of next year. Six spots available for that, 10 for the Galactic Retreat. And I just sent my book to the editor. So stay tuned for that at end of summer or early fall. And I'm almost done with the new Oracle deck that goes with the book. And so,
1: you You're so- and creating and all about joy. And I love it.
0: <laughs> Full channeling all this information. So, yes. So now for you, AJ and Tom, tell people some of the ways that they can work with you and how to find you.
2: Go to the website. That's really the very best way. When you're on the website, you can sign up for... A weekly email called Wisdom Wednesdays. And that's just a short quote from the guides that we've taken from all of our channeling. And uh, and 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 that can come right to your mailbox. It's a, it's rather it's inspirational. Uh, they choose uh, several times. We've just about to send something out and they went, No, 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 wrong message this week. Here's <laughs> what you gotta say. Um, so there's that, there's also we do once a month something we call conversations with source it's online and so anyone from anywhere can be a part of it and we have people all over the world who attend and uh, it's simply a chance we keep the group small it's about 15 per month uh, we have one of those coming up this coming Sunday okay. uh, uh, this this weekend uh always at one o'clock uh Pacific four o'clock Eastern um, and you can go online and you can, it's like $25 to be part of it. It's usually about an hour. The guides usually begin with some general messages, but they always take questions and okay. they want a the conversation. So that's why we keep the group small so that people can really participate. Yeah. Um, and so there's that opportunity. And then you'll see that there are ways that you can work with us privately, one on one. We have a couple different offerings there, and that's on our private. Uh, events channel uh, page, yeah. page. Okay. and
0: uh, and you are based back. in the Phoenix area, Phoenix, Arizona area. because yes. yes. I have people that watch this that live in Arizona, and great. Think,
2: so yeah, great. We uh, we do uh, do events around the local area, um, and so you can go on our website and see all of those that are coming up, and uh, we usually feature them. As well, just as reminders on our Wisdom Wednesday, So that's another great way to sort of keep in touch with us.
0: And your website is speakingfromsource.com.
2: That is it.
0: Okay. So thank you so much for being here with me. And thank you to those of you watching either live or on the replay. And until next time, I will see you again. Aloha. Aloha.
2: Aloha. Thank you so much.